Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Brother Joseph, thank you for standing by for us today. How are you doing this morning, this afternoon? Thank God, doing well. And yourself, Brother Shannon? You know what? Praise the Lord. I am. Um, Amen. I am. I'm. I'm thanking the Lord for today. I'm doing better today. I had a bad case of acid reflux yesterday, and uh, I have Amen. made a decision. I have uh, eaten the last of uh, some of those really tasty corn chips that I was eating. Um, but they just didn't agree with me. Neither does the coffee or the tea, so I'm going to have to do a radical diet change. Uh, mm. There we are. Uh, but I'm feeling better today now that I have made that uh, direction change. So praise God. It's all good. And folks, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here with you and bring back our friend, Evangelist Joseph Cohen. NewHopeInTheLord.com. Brother Joseph, you want to open us in prayer? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. And your word says, Taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. <clears throat> um, so we thank you, Father, <clears throat> in Jesus' name, Lord God, that we trust you, Father God, and that your word will go forth today, Lord God, and touch hearts and minds. I bind the hand of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come against Satan, the demons, and the powers of darkness. The Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. Command you to loose all the hearts and the minds of God's people today in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for the gift of teaching and preaching that you have given unto me. I thank you for the anointing that will break fetters, yokes, shackles, and bondages, Lord. Give us ears to hear what thus saith the Lord. Father, your word will not return void or accomplish that which you would have. Your word settled in heaven, your words above your name. Heaven and earth will pass away, <clears throat> but your word will remain, Father. The grass wither, the flower fadeth away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Thank you, Lord God. Your words are lamp into our feet, light into our pathway, Father. May we hide the word in our heart that we not sin against you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to use uh, from Luke 137, and um, one scripture. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. We thank you, Father, for that, in Jesus' name. And the uh, title of the message is, Do You Believe That God Is Still Working on Your Behalf? Oh, Lord, our God, you are the God of wonders, and you do great, mighty, powerful things. Oh, my God, you are awesome and powerful, and great is our God for eternity. Then sings my soul, my Savior, unto thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior, unto thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Praise God. Our God is. He is. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who you are. Those words to these different songs all bring forth out that there's power, there's power in God. He's a miracle worker. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not ever give up because of what you know, what you feel, or what you see that God is not working out miracles anymore. He is still the miracle God that saved you and saved me. He has worked miracles after miracles after miracles. And today what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring from Scripture, the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm going to bring to you, and if you have a pen, just write write down these scriptures. Every one of these miracles is going to have a scripture after it. You go and study it. I, I could bring forth the whole thing right now of every miracle I'm talking about, and we'd probably be on we'd be on, be on here this show for hours. But write it down. Don't let the enemy confuse you, because God is working twenty four seven on your behalf. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did miracles in the Old Testament and the New Testament and he stopped doing miracles today for you and me, then he's a God of, of he a God who respects people and time. And the scripture says he is not a respecter of people. See, in our spiritual warfares, we have three adversaries that come against us that want to bring doubt, fear, and unbelief that God will not or God can't. We have the world, we have our flesh, and we have the devil. In the world, uh, the doctor, he'll say, there's no hope for you to survive this. Uh, Robert Nguenzo, who has a miraculous evangelistic healing ministry, the doctor told him, you have six months to live. 
And he told his sister, do not bring him into the hospital any, anymore. We cannot do anything for him. Robert had six diseases. Three of them were incurable. But Robert never gave up faith. Before he got real, real sick, he couldn't travel. But while he was sick, he got on airplanes, he went to hotels where there were healing evangelists and meetings. He was at so many of them that one of the ministers said, how come you're traveling me all around? All around, you're following me. But Robert was hungry for healing. He believed God. He wouldn't waver. Romans fifteen thirteen says, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, in believing that you might abound in hope through the Holy Ghost. Robert would not give up. He believed the report of the Lord. By his stripes, Jesus' stripes, Robert was healed. As sick as he was, even unto death, he never gave up. Psalm 121, verse 1, he walked by faith. His flesh was dead to self. And in Psalm 121, verse 1, it says, Looking, uh, Look to the hills, whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. What about you? You need a miracle. It might be a big miracle, like Robert, or it might be a small miracle. Whatever God does is a miracle. You breathing breath right now is a miracle. You and me and all those that have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we cannot stop believing God. Because everything that is I'm going to talk about today, God has done miracles directly himself. Other time, God has used objects to do miracles and then angels. But even the objects, the object didn't do the miracle. God was behind the miracle. It says in Genesis, Galatians 5, 16 and 17, Walk in the Spirit, so you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we hear of lust. We, our mind thinks of outside things. Lust of women, uh, lust uh, of men for women, uh, uh, lust of food. And, and this and that, and, and that's all true. But the lust that I'm talking about is to believe the world, the world system, and what the world says, okay? And the thing is, that's our flesh. The world, the flesh, and the devil come against us, okay? In Galatians 5.17, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one against the other, so that you can't do the things that you would. It's all about your mind. It's all about your heart, lining up with the Word of God and saying, Yes, Lord, I believe you. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible to those who believe. And this should be your answer. Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, all things are possible, Lord, I believe. It doesn't matter what you're believing for. Maybe you need a financial miracle, a, a, a miracle in your body, a miracle to get a job, a miracle to have a relationship restored. Miracle, miracle, miracle. And you're, you're, you should also say, Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive, all things are possible, but Lord, I believe. See, the devil will say, where's your God? You've been praying for your miracle uh, for a long time and nothing's happened. And things have gotten worse. See, he knows. He doesn't know everything. But he sees, he knows if things got worse, and maybe they have. 
But if they had, you're in good company with a man called the Apostle Paul. He knows about what he was promised, and things got worse. In Acts chapter 27, verse 20, he was in a horrific storm on the sea. And it says, the sun nor stars did not appear for many days, and they gave up, he gave up all hope. Here's the great man of God giving up hope of being saved because he allowed his flesh to get into the way of the spirit. And what did God do? God sent an angel. And the angel came to him and told him <clears throat> that the ship's going to crash. It's not going to be brought to land safely. But God promised you, you have to go before Caesar. So you're going to go before Caesar. That's God's word. And also, that you're going to go into a certain island and be there. That's what the angel said. Paul believed it. He told the men that, be of good cheer, and things got worse. After 14 days, they were fasting. He said, just take some food and eat and be of good cheer. And what the angel said happened. Things got worse. The boat crashed, but all situate, all of the 276 men, because of Paul, were saved. So if you're walking in the Spirit, you'll be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And no matter what's going on, God's word is true. God gives us the remedy. In Jeremiah 33, 3, call upon me and I'll answer thee. But listen to the second part. And I'll show you great and mighty things you know it's not. Why? Because he's a miracle working God. And what he wants to do? He wants to get the glory, honor, and praise. And when things are up against the wall, what happens is, and it's impossible for man to do it, there's only one Answer, and that's God Almighty, the creator of the universe, did it. Second Peter 5, 7. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Give it all to Jesus. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known unto God and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus, the Lord. God wants you to give him thanks before the answer to that miracle comes. If it's a big miracle, it's a small miracle, every prayer answered is a miracle because God's behind it. Give him thanks. Cast all your cares and leave it in his lap. Don't take it back, because you take it back, you're going to have that fear, doubt, and unbelief is going to permeate your heart and your mind. So I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to talk about God's supernatural interventions himself, okay? The creation of the world, right? In, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, right, it starts. He just opens up his mouth and speaks. And what happens, everything comes into existence. Stars, the planets, moon, the sun, the water, the earth, including plants and animals. Miracle. Made everything out of nothing. God's a miracle-working God. There's a worldwide flood. And what happened is God... Eight people were saved. And on that ark was land-dwelling and air-breathing animals. Genesis 7, 8. I mean, a miracle for tigers and lions and cats and dogs not to be fighting the lions and the tigers eating up 
the cats and the doors. A miracle over here. And God brought confusion of languages at the Tower of Babel. That's where, that's where actually the first sign of the New World Order, the One World System, the One World Religion, the One World po Political System was there with Nimrod when they built a tower so high they wanted to go to heaven. They only had one language, and that's what the enemy wants it to be, one, one New World Order, one. And so they all spoke the same language, and God said, he said, let us. He was talking to Jesus, and he's talking to the Holy Spirit. Let's go down and put confusion upon them and cause their languages to change so they don't know what every, each one is saying because their purpose and plan was for evil. And that's what they did. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to, one, uh, one to 9, it was a world of one language was transformed into many languages, and that's when people spread out all over the place. Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt, Genesis 19:26. And then we talk about, the, of course, the supernatural birth of Jesus, Luke 1:35. And then we talk about Sarah's supernatural birth with uh, 90, with a hundred year old um, um, Abraham, and Abraham believed. He was fully persuaded that that this was going to happen. And that's in Genesis chapter 21, verse 1. And then you go to the birth of um, Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, who's old. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 57, it talks about her having that supernatural birth, although it was with her husband, but yet it was supernatural. And and we see in Second Kings chapter seven verse six that that there was four lepers that they 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 were they couldn't go into Samaria to get the food because they had no food in Samaria. There was a famine. And so what they said is we're gonna go to Syria and we'll go over there. And if we eat fine, if we or they kill us fine, it doesn't it doesn't matter. We we're gonna die here, and we're gonna die if we go in the city. So as they went down, okay, there to go get the food in Syria, God brought a great noise, a supernatural noise, that the Syrians thought that there was the Egyptians that were coming to kill them. God brought noise of chariots, horses, and an army. And what was it? Just the feet of four lepers. And you can read the rest of the story, How what happened. How they got food back in, in, in Samaria because the, they left. They all ran. They thought that there was an army coming against them. And God spoke to Moses out of a burning bush that was not consumed. Exodus chapter 17, verse 6, a miracle. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 11, the children of Israel, they had no water. They complained. So what did Moses do? He struck the rock, and here it is. Water came out of the rock. The rock didn't do it. God did it. Hallelujah. Then we, we see here in Numbers chapter 16, verses 32 and 33, there are men and uh, that were, uh, they were worshiping Korah, K-O-R-A-H, Korah, and their gods, and it offended God so bad that what had happened. The earth opened up and swallowed all of these men and their house houses. And then what happened? The earth closed up upon them. Jesus was in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
in Daniel chapter 3, verse 25. And nothing happened unto them. They came out of it. Not even any smoke was on them. Why? Because that was a holy fire. Like when Moses saw the Lord in the burning bush, that was a holy fire. And Jesus was there. And they weren't hurt. And there's so many more of God's supernaturally intervention himself. And now we're going to go to some things, uh, strange things, where God used to work miracles. In, in uh, Exodus chapter 4, verses 2 to 4, this is, this is um, Moses' introduction to the rod. God said, throw the rod down. And he threw it down, and it became a snake. Then he said, take the, snare, the tail of the snake and pick it up. And what happened? It became a rod again. That was his introduction to the rod, which he used to bring forth the, tent, the plagues in Israel. From Exodus 7, 20 to chapter 12, uh, uh, Exodus 12, verse 30. Not all the plagues was with the rod, but many of them. God said, put out that rod, and the plagues came. In Jude chapter 15, verse 15, Samson took a jawbone of an ass and slew 1,000 men. 1,000 men. 1 Kings 19.14, there was no rain for uh, uh, three, three years. What happened was Elijah said, it's not going to rain to King Ahab until I say so. And now it's time for the rain to come. And how did God let them know it was coming? a little cloud coming out of the sea. Not only did it come out of the sea, but it came into a form of a man's hand. And that was a sign that it was going to go rain. Again, that was in 1 Kings 19.14. But if you're writing this stuff down, go and read the whole context of it and the situations and stuff. And in Acts 16, 26, God used an earthquake to open up the prison doors where Paul and Silas were chained. But Paul and Silas were praying. And that's how God worked a miracle. He worked a miracle by setting their chains free, by sending an earthquake to open up the prison doors. And there was a purpose for it, so that the jailer and his whole household could be saved. As we continue, what, did, what killed Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 49? God used one stone to kill Goliath. But David knew that it wasn't his battle, that it was the Lord. Because he looked in the past. God killed a lion. God killed a bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine to fire the armies of a living God? He prophesied today his head's going to be chopped off. Just like Moses, when the Egyptians were coming to, uh, to uh, destroy the Jews, he said to the Jewish people, it's the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. Today you'll see the Egyptians no more. And it happened there. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible to those who believe. There's a, in Second Kings chapter 5, verse 14, there's a Syrian, he's a high-ranking man named Nahum, and he went to Elisha because he was told uh, by the Jewish woman that was captured, 
and brought to his house as a maid because he had leprosy to go to uh, Israel and there's a man named Elisha he prayed for you as a miracle working uh, man God works miracles through him and and you'll get healed of the uh, uh, you'll get healed of the leprosy well he saw Elisha and Elisha told him to dip seven times into the river Jordan it's the dirtiest river in Israel he Rebelled in the beginning, but finally he did. And on the seventh time, when he dipped into the river Jordan, he was healed of leprosy. It wasn't the water that healed him. It was his obedience to God. It wasn't, it was the obedience of David to not say, what's this crazy? Take just these stones. That's not going to do nothing. No. It was the obedience of David to what the Lord said. It was the obedience of Moses with the rod. It was obedience of of uh, uh, Samson to take out the, the jawbone. It was the obedience of the priest. In Joshua chapter 6, verse 20, to walk around the... Uh, uh, walk, walk around Jericho, seven priests with seven trumpets. But what trumpet says in the Bible is not what it was. They're shofars. And they would blow, walk around six times, and the seventh time they would walk around and blow the shofar and, and yell about the Lord. And when they did that, the walls collapsed. They came tumbling down. These were high walls that were guarding the city. They were wide walls. But they did what God said to do. They blew the trumpets. And what happened was, is that the walls came tumbling down. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 17, Jonah wanted to kill himself. He was a prophet of God, but he was a disobedient one. And what did he do? He went and he tried to run away from God to have him go to Nivea. And he jumped into the water to die. He didn't want, he was on the boat and he said, I'm the problem. He said to the, the captain and the man, I'll jump in the water and you'll be okay. The boat will stop. Uh, shaking and turmoil. But what did God do? God had a certain whale to rescue him. He just came and he picked him up. It says in Scripture, a big fish uh, or it, uh, a whale. In Jonah one seventeen, In Exodus chapter 15, verse 5, that they needed water, and where they went, the water was bitter. And so God said to Moses, there's a certain tree. Cut down this certain tree. And Moses cut down a certain tree, and what happened? He threw that tree into the water, and boom, the water turned from bitter to sweet. There was a, in, 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 um, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse uh, 15, there was a woman that had, she had a little meal, one meal left for herself. But the Lord sent the man of God there. And what the man of God did, which was Elisha. Well, before that, what happened is God sent ravens to feed Elisha. In First Kings chapter 17, verse 6, he made Elijah go and be by himself by a brook. And for about a year, the scholars believe the ravens brought food to Elijah twice a day to feed him. And then God said it was time to go. To, to the, he has a widow woman to take care of him. And in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 15, he met the widow woman. 
and he said, give me some water. And she went to get the water because there's no problem. It didn't cost her anything. I said, give me a meal. She said, I only have a handful of meal, and I have a little oil, and we're going to make a meal. Uh, and, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to, uh, my son, son and I, we're going to die. Uh, have a, just a handful. And so what happened was is that he says, okay, go make it, but give it to me first. And when, <clears throat> when she did, what happened was, is, uh, hallelujah, God multiplied her food. So she had enough food until it rained. It was a miracle, which the scholars believe it was two more years. The food just kept on multiplying. And, and, and then in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 7, there was a woman that had no money, and the, the, the bondsmen were going to come and take her children as slaves so that that would be her payoff. Her husband had died, and Elisha said, just go get, what do you have in the house? She says, I just have some oil. That's all I have, a little bit of oil. Just like the woman at the well, uh, the woman uh, over uh, there where Elijah went, she had a little bit of oil. God says if you have a little bit of a faith, of a mustard seed, you could say unto this mountain, be removed. But the, the Lord, but the disciple, disciple said, Lord, we believe, but help our elf believe, unbelief. So ask God to increase your faith to believe. And so she had a little oil, but... But God used that little oil through Elisha. He went and got all these empty vessels all around. She went out and she did what the man of God said. Didn't make any sense to her. She needed money to pay off uh, the bondsmen so the bondsmen wouldn't take her children. But she went out in the desert to get all these vessels. And what happened is they got she got these empty vessels from her neighbors. And the oil, the little oil just kept pouring, pouring, pouring. And what happened? Was it that she says, okay, give me some more vessels, and the son couldn't give you more vessels because there was no more vessels. And then the man of God says, go sell the oil. And after you sell the oil, take, all the, the, take the money that you need, pay off the debts that you have, and you and your sons live forever on what you got. This is the miracle work in God that we have. This is who he is. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 9, he there's, they, they believe the scientists, they don't know exactly how many stars there are, but they, they, they say that there's about 200 sextillion stars. What, what does that mean? It's a two with 23 zeros after that. And God says in Psalm 147, verse 4, he says that he knows every star's name and he knows how many there are. I mean... Miracle, miracle. God names all these stars, knows all these stars, but he called one star. And what did he say? He said to the one star, he said, bring the wise men over there to find Jesus. And they went there for two years, right? Who led that? The Spirit of God led them over there. That, that, that in Matthew seventeen twenty seven, what did God do? He told a fish he used. A fish, he said. He said to uh, Peter, you know, just because Peter said, "Do we have to pay taxes?" Peter, Jesus says, "The first fish that you open up, catch, not the second fish or the third fish, but the first fish that you catch, open up his mouth, and there's going to be a coin there, and then you pay the the publicans our taxes." Jesus said, "For him and my taxes." And then there's the Iron Gate, and I'm going to talk briefly about the Iron Gate. The Iron Gate supernaturally opened up to Peter in Acts chapter 10, 12, verse 10, when he was set free. And, and, and God, God used an angel for this situation just like he used an angel to prevent the death of Daniel in the lion's den. And Daniel chapter 6, verse 22, he was thrown into the lion's den, but God sent the angel to clamp the jaws of the lion's mouth, and they didn't eat Daniel. Now, Peter's in prison in Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 17. And what, like, and what did God do? See, he was put into prison. What, what did Herod do? He killed 
uh, he kills, uh, um, before that, he killed James, uh, John, and, and, and what happened was he went to throw uh, Peter in prison because he was going to kill Peter too, but he couldn't kill him because it was on the day of Pentecost. And, and you, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it was on the day of Passover. And because of Passover, what happened is you, you couldn't kill him. So he was going to kill him after Passover. And so what happened was he was going to bring him before the Jewish people. And what the Jewish people would have said is, that they, you know, they, they would have said that. You know, they would have said, okay, you know, kill him, like they did Jesus, like they did James, you know, the brother of John. And so uh, what happened is, is that he got him and he put him there between 16 men. And two of them fast, fasted the chains and fetters in between them in the prison. He had no hope. I don't know what's going on in your life. There might be things now that you have no hope, or there might be things that everything are going good, but in the future, in certain areas, there might be no hope. But what happened is, it, 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 what, what happened is, is that God worked a miracle out. And what the miracle out is, angel came. And when the angel came, he just snatched out with the light. And what happened was is that he, he, the chains broke off Peter's wrist. The two guards that were there, they didn't see it. They didn't know what happened at all. And what happened is he said, get dressed because he didn't have any clothes on. And he said, put your sandals on and come out. And the, supernaturally, the gate opened up. And then what happened, hallelujah, is that he did not even believe that this was a miracle. He thought that he had a vision. And I pray in the name of Jesus, if you're living in doubt, fear, and unbelief uh, that's weighing you down, that your situation can't be resolved, I break it off your soul as the angel broke off the chains on Peter's uh, wrist in Jesus' name. And, and so he followed the angel, but he didn't believe that. He's out of the prison, and they went past the first and second ward, meaning they went by the 14 men, because he had two men that were in the jail with him, and the soldiers were blinded. And then the large prison gate, supernaturally opened. And after that happened, the angel went his way. Do you know that you have angels on assignment? I have angels on assignment. Yes, we do. And the Bible says that uh, entertain strangers because you might be entertaining angels uh, unaware. And so after that happened, then Peter came into his mind and realized this was real. He was delivered out of the hands of Herod and the expectations of the people of the Jews because they were going to have him killed. He came 11.59 on the 12 o'clock clock for Peter. He came 11.59 on the 12 o'clock clock for Daniel. He might come 11.59 for you or he might come 11.01 for you or 11.30 for you on the 12 o'clock clock. But whenever he comes, he's coming right on time because not, God's never been late or missed an appointment. He's always on time. So now what is, where, where does Peter go? He goes to Mary's house. And the church has been praying fervently from this beginning. And what, the, what happened was is that they're praying, but they're praying the way they want to have it prayed. They don't believe what happened. They were praying probably that Herod would, in the morning, have him go before the Jews, and they would say, okay, let him go, right? So the following tells what happens, church, right? Peter's knocking on the door, knocking, 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 knocking. And uh, Rhoda comes and says, who is it? She's the handmaid. Made. And so uh, she just heard Peter's voice, and then she knew it was Peter. She didn't even open up the door. 
And she went to tell Mary and the people in the house, and this is what they said. They said, you're mad. It's not Peter. It's his angel. They didn't believe when she came back because they were praying fervently for his release, but it was the way they wanted it. Listen, don't try to box God in to do it your way. Take the lid off the box. The Bible says that God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. As high as the heaven is from the earth. And, and, and so what happened, Peter kept on knocking. See, Peter kept on knocking. Peter was saying, I'm going to knock until you open up the door and let me in. Well, it says in, in Matthew 7, 7, you know, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be opened unto you. But in the Greek it says, keep on knocking, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Don't give up. Keep on thanking God for your miracle. Think on, keep on praising God for your miracle. Keep on blessing God for your miracle. And what happened was when Peter came in, this is what the scripture says, they were astonished. Well, don't you be astonished for your miracle. When the miracle comes, you just say, thank you, God. I thank you for it. I was expecting it. It might be two days. It might be two months. It might be two years. doesn't matter. Remember, I heard a testimony a couple of months ago. A sister said, my prayer was answered, praise God, after 65 years. God is suffering. So I want to close with this, church, and I want to tell you something. Hallelujah. With all these miracles, and there was just so many more miracles. I mean, there was like a, a young boy that, that he borrowed an axe. And what happened was is that the axe head broke, and he was in a lot of trouble. I mean, a, a lot of trouble. Uh, and, and, and what happened was is that if the miracle didn't happen, that he that uh, that he needed a miracle, and in Second Kings chapter six verses five to seven, uh, Elisha the man of God was there. It made the iron axe head was made to swim, and he got the axe head, and he was okay. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But the greatest miracle, if you're born again, is you. You are the greatest miracle. You are the greatest miracle, and it was done not by my, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's not by my, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. This mountain shall be removed. This mountain shall be removed. This mountain shall be removed by my spirit, says the Lord. You are the greatest miracle. Keep on thanking God that he chose you before the foundations of the world to know the truth and be set free from the lie of Satan. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Keep on thanking God that he chose you to become the greatest miracle that he ever did. Remember, it's an inside job. Inside, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to keep on working in your life, keep on changing the old nature that might be there to the new nature. Keep on allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way so that you, you become a powerful servant of the living, living, living God. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And keep on thanking him that he's still in the miracle-working business and that you are expecting his miracle because that's who he is. He doesn't break his promises. He's a miracle worker and a promise keeper. In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, I pray, Lord God, today if there's somebody, Lord God, listening to this word that's not a believer, I pray, God, in Jesus' name, 
Father God, that they would come to you, Lord God, and say, Lord, what must I do to be saved? I want to know this miracle-working God. I want to know this God that has just done overwhelming things that I've just heard, that these things are impossible, and I want to know you, and I want to have fellowship with you. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins, and uh, give me this new life in Christ. I want to be a miracle also in Jesus' name. And if you have prayed that prayer, that you have first step, you've come to Christ, and that now God is your Father, you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and you'll be saved, and then you've got to start growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, try to find out uh, about getting into a born-again church and... Uh, um, start get a Bible if you don't have a Bible and read the book of John in the New Testament uh, which is uh, starts with uh, talks about eternal life and then the book of Romans about your sins being forgiven in Jesus name Amen I pray Father for the body of Christ Lord God listen to this message God that from this day forward they would, Father God, if their faith was weak and miracles and wavering, Father God, they would not listen to the enemy, but their heart and mind would just say, Lord, I'm just expecting and thanking you for it, Lord God, and I'm just going to go on, and I know that it's going to come, Father, if it's in your will and if it's in your word, Lord God, not in my will, not in my word, but if it's in your word, my desires. Because you send your word, you give me the, the, the desires of my heart, Father. So we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Powerful word today. My brother, what do you want to title this for the archive? Uh, well, I, I think, um, uh, do you believe? Awesome. That with, do, do you believe with God nothing is impossible? I like that even better. Absolutely. Brother Joseph, give out your contact information. How do people reach you and your ministry? Okay, Brother Shannon. Um, what they could do is, uh, and we thank God for those that have been supporting our ministry. Praise God. Uh, doesn't matter. Whatever you give, uh, giving a little is not a little, and giving a lot is not a lot. It's just all you give into the kingdom of God. Uh, what you could do is, um, if you'd like to support our ministry, you could do two ways. Uh, you could go to uh, paypal.me forward slash Cohen, C-O-H-E-N 727, or you could use Zelle and just put it to rev.joseph at aol.com. Uh, we have a, uh, also, we uh, would like to uh, go and look at our YouTube channel, newhopeinthelord.com, and under the menu on the bottom, it says YouTube. So you can go hit the YouTube channel and go watch, uh, watch Brother Shannon. If you haven't seen Shannon Davis's testimony, just uh, go there. He's there. You, you see it. You can put his name in, and uh, you, you hear a wonderful testimony. Uh, you want my testimonies on there, and there's a a lot of testimonies, over 300 of them. Uh, I ask you to uh, to also to share it, share it with somebody, uh, the YouTube channel, and subscribe. Uh, I appreciate that, and thank you very much, and God bless you. Amen. Did you want to take communion today, my friend? I think, Brother Shannon. Yes, if we have time. Sure. Go ahead and lead us in communion. Okay. Well, uh, th those of you who uh, want to take communion with us, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you're home, of course, or if you're listening to this uh, in, in the archives later, you, know, you could just go and, and, and take communion, go get some grape juice uh, and, uh, and uh, some crackers, uh, you know, uh, and if you don't have grape juice, you could even use water. You know, uh, it, it's just a symbol. You know, water and uh, or, or orange juice or whatever, or matzah you could take. or it, It's all just a symbol. 
you know. So um, you, you could just take that, and uh, it's very, very uh, powerful. It's a, a, a communion is the most sacred sacrament that God given us to remember Him for what He did, and we thank you for that. And there's healing in communion. There's people. Uh, that have gotten uh, uh, just tremendous miracles while taking communion and uh, thanking God for what he did at the cross. Only if you're a believer. Now, if you're not born again and you're listening to the program, uh, don't take communion because you could bring sickness and death unto yourself. And um, just, uh, uh, you know, if you have any, just take a, we'll take a, just a couple of seconds here to just ask God a minute maybe, examine our hearts if we have anything in our hearts that's uh, not not right uh, that we ask God to forgive us because we don't have anything to block us from uh, receiving from God. Hallelujah. And when we when we take communion here. Uh, when we drink the the, uh, the blood, uh, I say, hail to, hail to my King Jesus three times in honor of the Trinity and hail to our King Jesus once in honor of the people, brethren, taking communion uh, worldwide. Baruch Blessed art thou, our Lord, our God, King of the universe. Who commands us to eat bread from the uh, bread from the earth? Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for your broken body, Lord God. Father, your body, Father, broken body, Lord God, uh, is Father God our, our way to forgiveness of sins. Lord, you said in Psalm 103, verse 2, "Forget not all your benefits. You heal us of all our diseases. You forgive us of all our sins and heal us of all our diseases." Father, sin causes disease. So we thank you because you took our sins on the cross, Father God. We are entitled. It's an entitlement for us to be healed, Father God, of any diseases. So I speak for healing into our bodies in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. If anything is not right, if anything is not right in Jesus' name, Father God, that we know of or we don't know of, I speak for healing into our bodies from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's partake with the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. Hallelujah. Blessed art thou, Lord our God, King of the universe, who commands us to eat and drink fruit from the vine. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail, Hail to, to my, my King, King Jesus. Jesus. Hail to our King Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's power in power in your blood, healing in your blood, deliverance in your blood, faith in your blood, hope in your blood, peace in your blood, joy in your blood, love in your blood, mercy in your blood, and great grace in your blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes us white as snow. We thank you, Father, we're white as snow because of your blood. You threw our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. You remember them no more as far as east is from the west. Lord God, the eraser that erases the blackboard of our sins, Lord God, from Maine to California, Father God, is your precious blood and your broken body. So we thank you for that. We bless you for that. Father, we ask you to build up our immune system, Lord God, as we take communion. There's nothing impossible for you to do, God. We're asking in Jesus' name, Father God, Lord God, that you just protect us. Put a wall of fire, your wall of fire, Zechariah 2, 5, around us, Lord God. Protect us from any flu, any virus, any, uh, uh, Father God, coronavirus, anything that devil throws down the pike. Protect us with it from it, Father God, and we thank you for it, Lord, as we take communion. Health, strength, and energy in Jesus' name. Let's partake of the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother Joseph, thank you for joining us today, my friend, and uh, making up a schedule now for November. Look at your calendar and get me some dates. I, I will, Brother Shannon. Uh, I'll give you a buzz. God okay, bless you. Brother. Love you, brother. Love you, too. Have Love. a great day over there. Okay, bye-bye. That was Pastor Joseph Cohen, my good friend for a long time. Many years. Well, 
I'm going to be um, a special guest tonight at 8 on the warning program with Dr. Hansen. Um, that's an honor to be asked to come on his show, so we'll be doing that tonight. And uh, tomorrow, we're going to be back early, 9 a.m. Eastern, for a program with Pat Roach. We're going to do that one early. We're also doing an early bird show on Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Be able to accommodate some extra guests. Then tomorrow at 10 a.m., Michael Cummins from the U.K. Stan Johnson will be back at 11. Dr. Bill Sneblin at noon. Followed by Speak My Word at 1. And then in the evening, we're going to have Evangelist Eric Hotard and the Demon Hotline. That will be for tomorrow. Uh, We've got a full schedule all week. Elvis Newhart will be back this week. Uh, We're going to have a Demon Hotline on Thursday as well with King Ran Ritchie. Uh, Brother Victor Mravlag was on the road last week, and he has an appointment he has to take care of this Friday. So he's going to get that taken care of, and he'll be back with us on Fridays beginning uh, November 4th. I think that's what it is, next week. So he will be back. But we have um, two Demon Hotlines to do for you this week, so actually more than normal. Okay. Uh, Praise God for that. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and read some word, and then I'm going to go to bed and get ready for tonight. Okay. Um, Let's save this. We'll be right back. 